Hello, sci-fi fans. This is David Nickel from Stargate Atlantis, and you're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Good evening. I am Miles P. McLaughlin. Hi, I'm M. Sierra Garcia. And we are back with a show that we've been reviewing movies, it seems like, forever because of the Star oh, Wars series. Yes. But it was awesome. We had a good time doing it. And some mm-hmm. great times talking about both uh, the original trilogy and then The Force Awakens and then even positing our fan theories about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, there's so many. Oh, I know. You guys covered a lot on the last show. It was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was good. It was. We missed you, Em. It was great to have oh, Chrissy I'm... on, but we missed you. Yes. Oh, bless. But, Family obligation. Yeah, you know. But tonight we come with a show that, while we won't mention Star Wars, so a lot of ground we're going to try to cover tonight, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll go from there. Oh, yeah, so we talked about a lot of different fan theories with Star Wars. And it was great, and um, there are obviously a lot of theories we didn't cover, but and we'll, we're going to talk about, we had some feedback to that, we'll talk a little bit about some of that feedback, but really we're just going to gloss over Star Wars, but we have a lot of other things in the menu tonight. Miles, you're the guy that typically gives us the menu. What do we have in the menu tonight? Right, so um, obviously Star Wars has made the news and it's still got people talking, but there's plenty of other sci-fi. Um, if anybody... F- watches the star trek fan films um and if you were living not if, if, if you're living under a rock um there's this little thing called axonar and cbs uh uh putting yeah, their they, foot down yeah and they got in a little bit of a wrestling contest we'll talk about that so oh yeah, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. and um you and m are watching x files um you're watching shannara uh, star wars rebels there's bleach uh legends came out uh, Aaron Flash, um, Man in a High Castle, uh, a lot of lot of shows we're we're watching, and uh, at the end of the show we'll have our Jesse Rath interview. Um, he was uh, he was in the show, uh, unfortunately the late show Defiance, but we had a chance to talk to him at short leave. Yeah, and it was wonderful. We mm-hmm. had a good time chatting yeah. with him. Yeah. So that sounds mm-hmm. like a good menu. Mm-hmm. That'll keep us talking tonight. Oh yeah. yeah. But you know the thing that I think that. You, I, and I know, uh, M, we're all looking forward to coming up in the upcoming weeks is Farpoint. Definitely. So, M, do you want to, yeah, M, do you want to tell us a little bit about Farpoint this year? What are we looking forward to? What's going on at Farpoint? Uh, well, hold on, she says. Yeah, no, nice no. As we look up. <laughs> no, uh, but, but, but we, we know, we know. Question. Yeah, well, we, we know a little bit about it uh, before we even get started here. And that is. So, a, Farpoint. It's a great local con, uh, not too far away from Washington D.C., and it's a, it's been here for a very long time. Yeah, they it's celebrated their twentieth anniversary just a few years ago. Right. Yeah, yeah, and it's partnered with um, the the Shoreleaf folks, so that there's a con oh, in the in January, and then there's another one in August. So between the two, there's always a great group of authors and actors and talent, and some really great people. Um, but this year. We have um, from Firefly and from Arrow, uh, Sean Mayer, which is awesome. Um, he's so pretty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's also the guy who played Dak on Empire Strikes Back. He's going to be there. His name's John Morton. 
And David Gerald, uh, he's a Hugo and Nebula award-winning author and Star Trek legend. So he's going to be there for the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. So tell me, Miles, this Dave Gerald, how is he associated with Star Trek? Well, several ways. Um, He started, uh, when he was much younger, he he had uh, written the episode uh, uh, Trials and Tribbles for the original series. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, he also, when, when, uh, when Next Generation came out, he was one of the original uh, writers um, for, for that as well. And he can be seen talking about it in William Shatner's documentary, uh, uh, Trouble on the Bridge. Um, so if you haven't seen that documentary, uh, I would, if you're a Star Trek fan, you need to see this. Um, Next Gen had a lot of ups and downs its first, uh, first couple seasons. Oh, yeah. and, 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 and and Mr. Gerald uh, t- tells a little bit about it. So, uh, so yeah, he, he definitely has his fingerprint in, in Star Trek. You know, so this year, one of the cool things that happen, that's going to happen is with, the, with Sean's interview, we're going to be doing, we're going to be interviewing him live in the atrium. Right. Just like we did with Colin Ferguson when we released that last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Emma, that's going to be a blast. Yeah, Emma that assured me that she's going to have it together this year. Well, I, like I said before, Colin Ferguson is I as just as an actor, I, I have so much respect for him and how his craft and how talented he is. Because like, I, you know, fifty percent of the time he's acting with nothing or like a ball on a stick because they have to do the CGI or just the physical comedy and drama and just the physicality of his character. It you know after the third or fourth time I've watched the entire show you really I really started I started paying attention to that and and it was just I, I admire him so much and when I when I do voice work um, it's not I mean it's a whole lot of acting with just your voice and so he's a really great inspiration because I can actually just listen to to um, Eureka and know what's going on not because I've watched it a million times but because he really delivers the story with his voice so he's He's an inspiration, and he's adorable, and he's so funny. I've, I just have a ton of respect for this guy. And Sean, Sean is also incredibly interactive. Hello. Yeah. Um, and, and a great actor, amazing dramatic actor. So, I but, like, Colin Ferguson, he's my jam. Yeah. So, did you go just <laughs> a little bit fangirl last year? All right, you know what? <laughs> yes, I made an idiot of myself. <laughs> you know, if you want to hear it, we do have that. On, we do. If you want to hear it? Yeah, it's we did record it. Available. Yes, <laughs> it is. So just go back to last year's uh, Colin Ferguson interview. You can just go back through the feed, and you'll find it. You'll hear. You um, know what we should do is we should re-release it like the week before we go. You so know that, what? That is a great idea. I just might put it should, up in the feed again. Uh, uh, Farpoint Throw- primer. It is. It is worth it. It is totally just to see me squirm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, in Four Points, one of these cons, the things that it's unfortunate. We have some good friends that aren't going to be there this year. Fraze, who you've known from our Star Wars, he was recently on a Star Wars episode that we did, and a Kreese Moose episode. Yeah, so the and so you know he he's obviously awesome. He and his wife are he's doing a lot of traveling. He won't be there this year. So we're going to miss him, but there's a lot of good people that we're we gonna me- miss you, Heather. Yeah. That we meet up with and we connect with each year. And that's part of what makes this con so awesome. Right. It's a chance to reconnect with yeah. friends. You'll get to see if you're lucky twice a year. 
Is there any other, um, any other, any sort of uh, panels or tracks you're looking forward to? I haven't looked at the panels list. Um, you know, I'm just psyched. I'm not that sure it's out yet. We're, you know, we're going to get to meet one of the cast members from one of the greatest sci-fi shows ever, from uh, Firefly. I, I'm just right. stoked yeah. about that. And um, there's a for, there's a game vendor, and I always buy a game for from them at least once a year, even yeah. though I can get it cheaper online. No, like, it's, I, feel, I feel like he's like a staple. There's something like, about supporting. Yeah. I mean, it's typically when I see cheaper online, it's typically like two or three bucks cheaper online. But I can get it, take it home, and it's kind of a gift for the kids. Yeah. So mm. and, I, and I know what game I'm going for. I'm going for Sherwood. I want to get Sherwood. So. Ooh. But anyways. Yeah. So Farpoint, that's coming up. Uh, wow, I wish I was just on the page. What are the dates for that? Anyone have the page up yet? So Farpoint is... February 12th through the 14th, 2016. That's right. So you can go to uh, farpointcon.com if you want to come there. Again, if you are on the East Coast, it's not a far. It's right uh, almost just north of Baltimore. It's really easy to find. And uh, we would love to see you there and uh, hang out with you. So, Well, there was that couple who met us at um, Shoreleaf. And they were like from Ohio. I know. I guess it was and they came, Dave and... Um, Oh, forgive me. I've forgotten his wife's name. Yeah. She was, they were lovely. They were both very, mm -hmm. very sweet. Yeah. All right. So, uh, that, uh, I think that does far point. So star Wars, let's do a little star Wars update. We of course oh, spent so bored. I know what's with that. So we, we did this five <laughs> movies or five episodes. We talked about star Wars and mm -hmm. right now where star Wars stands initially people had high hopes that it would bust the Titanic and the, and the Avatar, you know, mega world box office domination. Mm -hmm. Right now, where it stands in that quest is, I believe, third place. Hmm. Now, it's first place in America. Mm -hmm. But worldwide, it has not quite captured it. So where it stands is, worldwide, it has brought in just shy of $2 billion. Wow. Now, it's still in theaters, right? Is that correct, Em? Yeah. As far as I know, I just saw it last week. Yeah, so it's still in theaters yet. So it's still bringing in some income. I just don't know. I think the China market, which they were really hoping to capture, didn't do quite as well. Hmm. So, like, it did well the first weekend, then the next weekend it was ousted by some, you know, anime that came out that took the China by storm or something like that. But, hmm. but, but anyways, uh, so still doing well. It's doing well. Certainly has made Disney money, you know. But I think we'll still get our sequel. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty pretty sure we'll get our sequel. So. Well, you saw that they pushed it for December of 2016. Now it's the sequel. The sequel to the next Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm, well, now you, now you say that. Pushed out to December. Well, yeah. I thought it was Rebel One that was is it, uh, Rebel One or one of the other spinoffs that was in December. Um. I thought it was, there was for the next. Something... There is a Star Wars movie coming out in December, mm -hmm. and it was originally. Um, I, th I saw. It was I saw. December I saw. Twenty seventeen. I, I saw twenty seventeen for that one. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so, but... I think financially they saw what a great, how smart it was to put it out when they put it out. So. Yeah. So. Anyway, so a little feedback on Star Wars. So this is um, there are going to be a couple different posts here. This first one's by Tom Henson Jr. Do you know Tom Henson? I do not. Okay, Tom Henson Jr. wrote greetings. As I write this, I'm listening to your discussion of the Force Awakens, and I wanted to share this uh, story with you. My wife and I are friends with Bill Dever, whose movie production company is based nearby 
Franklin, Indiana. He arranged an early pre-screening for The Force Awakens, which we attended. Afterwards, he posted on Facebook about how well the event went. He also talked about witnessing an 11-year-old girl coming out of the movie and asking her parents for a blue lightsaber for Christmas. He said it was great to see how the film passed the torch to a new generation and empowered a gender. Well, you know what? I could, I could, I could say the same thing. My niece um, is a full-blown Star Wars fan now. She has an infatuation for Chewbacca. Um, Aww. Yeah. But yeah. She, she got a lightsaber for Christmas. Her and I actually had a lightsaber battle yeah. last weekend. I'm still miffed at this merchandising stuff because stories came out that they intentionally left Ray out. Yeah, that 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 yes. that's not that's good. Still, I'm still uh, still miffed at this. They, they, they did drop the ball on that they one. They did quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Still miffed. At this I don't. Part. I, I think that they were. I'm not defending them. But I think, it's still very hard for people, to, to to not genderize everything. It is. And they're so used to creating. They're so used to having the male figures and creating everything around the strong male characters. Once that movie came out, I don't think they fully understood the breadth and width of, 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 of the power that Ray would have. I, I, I would agree that with that. Yeah. I think it was, it was an incredible surprise. It was a surprise for me just to see what a rich character she was, especially like in that scene where, um, Finn, like, come on, and he goes to save her. Why are you holding my hand? And she's <laughs> like, get off me. Yeah. And, you know, just, they really, really, I don't think that, that they dropped the ball. I think they had no clue I that this was going them, yeah. to be such a huge, huge matter. So they are, they, they're scrambling, but I think, I just, I keep thinking in terms of dollar sign, just how much they've lost. Oh yeah. By by underestimating the value of a of a female character. Yeah. I'm so, just thinking she's one of your lead characters. I mean, to not have. Action. Yeah, to, to not have any presence. That certainly seems like a big loss. But you could understand them being cautious in it because I mean, Star Wars. You know, primarily. You know, this is it's been a guy thing. I mean, it's, it's, this whole the whole the whole female geek geekdom is has been around but has really just risen in popularity especially in the past five six seven years when you say i am i correct about that am i mean it's not that it hasn't been around but the popularity and the variety of it and the fact that all these you know all these women are you know heroes is and and she's she's a non-traditional female hero too she's not she is a non-traditional because female it's hero. not like they're appeal it's not like they were trying to give any sex appeal or i mean not to i mean Guys certainly find her sexy, but she's not given any real sex appeal in the way that they aren't showing a lot of skin, mm-hmm. and she's not not necessarily dressed. She's not. She's no she's Disney not princess. She's misogynal, misogynalist. She's in not thick <laughs> way. Yeah. So, yeah. So I mean, yeah. yeah she's so, not in an iron bikini. Right. And so I mean, there's no. And so I agree with Em. Like this, this is probably unexpected, but but people loved Ray. I just think that I mean. Th- they should have. Somebody should have seen this. I mean, if female geekdom has been gaining popularity the last five years or so, I mean, you think of strong female characters who are not misogynistic. I mean, um, I'm thinking Katniss Everdeen from The Hunger Games. I mean, a um, lot of 
lot of women like her. I mean, she's, you know, she's a very empowering female. Um, but that's a franchise that's very female-driven. The books were primarily read by females. I, I So you don't think there'd be crossover? I mean... I mean, she's... she's because those books were there, it's a young adult book, and it was mostly it was mostly young girls. It was mostly women who bought the, those books and read those books. And then, the as far as the demographics go, but Star Wars has this thirty year legacy, or is it thirty years? Yeah, has a has yeah, a more. very staunch, very male, not in a misogynistic way, but a very male driven cast. Yeah. So it and and. Star Wars came out back when it was it was one of the first real science fiction things and it was very boy like it, girls weren't into science fiction you know generally speaking I'm not you know we all know that there's plenty of women who are into it but it was always kind of a not a boys club but it was just always a very masculine thing to follow and the heroes were always masculine and to have this left field character, even in the even in the stupid films, Padme, she was she was kind of an antihero to me. She was just such a waste. Yeah. They 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 really. She could have been Ray. She could have there. There was like that makes me angry. Is it that they Padme made her such Ray. a default character yeah. that. It was a mess, and it's not. This, I, it's not that Star Wars didn't have women that were strong. I mean, Leia Organa was uh, was certainly strong, but they were not principal characters. Right. And in this one, we had here. Here, our principal character was Rat. The story really revolved around Rat. I don't know if you would have asked me before the movie comes out, um, what toys, what action figures should we have? I'm just thinking as a completist. I mean, if she's one of your lead characters, right? I, I mean, oh, absolutely. You should. You should. Make, I mean. Growing up as I mean, when I was a little kid, when I, when I had Star Trek toys, Star Wars toys, I had a princess. I had Princess Leia action figures just to complete right. the collection, and you know whatever. Well, and that and that's the thing. I mean, there's no doubt that they probably dropped the ball on some level, but you can kind of understand them not having, not putting a ton of stuff out. But you would expect them to put something out. There were a few things, and I'm going to point something out. So, Miles, you said when you were growing up and you were playing with the toys. You were their demographic. Yeah. I was not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was not their demographic. So for me, all I had was Princess Leia. And then the one chick with the things coming out of her head. And she was a dancer for... um, The Twi'lek. For for Jabba the Hutt. So for them, I I think their mindset was still looking at you, a male, Mm -hmm. looking at little boys who would want Mm this. And... And... Considering how far in advance they plan all this stuff and the manufacturing, they they just really didn't. They really <gasps> excuse me. Yeah. Really, I mean that's how honestly I feel about it. They just because they were planning this stuff two three years in advance yeah. and it just didn't click. Yeah. And I'm shocked by it, but that's because I think they were still thinking about you know eight year old Miles and eight year old right. Scott. Right. And they didn't really think about eight year old M. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. For shame, for shame. Well, Joseph Fuller also wrote in with some thoughts, and I think I'm going to read these kind of all together. Um, but one is focused in on Return of the Jedi, and then the other ones are focused in The Force Awakens. Um, so he writes, Listen to the shows about the original trilogy. The, fo- the Force ghosts are the main thing I hated about the special edition of Return of the Jedi. If you take the thing from the Clone Wars... <laughs> 
about the living force. I don't see how Vader slash Anakin learned about that. But what do I know? Um, since seeing The Force Awakens, I've been kind of bummed. Not a bad kind of bummed, just odd. I like the movie and I will see it again. I guess it's a mix of feelings about the movie. First, I was excited about the movie when it finally came out. Next, I saw it. And, and here is where I stand now. I read tons of articles about the movie. I agree with a lot of them and some I don't, which is cool with me. I think the reason for me being writing is are other feelings the same as I do? Kind of ambivalent about it. So we want to talk about that. But before we do that, let me just also just write Rita's last one. Uh, with all the ideas on the web about Ray's being, is it possible that she is a new character not based on the Skywalker line at all? Why must all Force users in the Star Wars universe be related to the Skywalkers? The galaxy is huge. Plus, people who control its fate are not George Lucas. That's my two cents. So let's take the first one here. Um, did, was there any sort of ambivalence after you sat and saw Star Wars or you said you had maybe such high expectations and for a moment after you saw it that you felt maybe just a little bit of okay? I was incandescent. <laughs> the minute that music came on, the horns could dun, 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 when it was done, I was, I, you, like, poor Will, his arm was bruised every time I put, was grabbed and was like, did you see that? Oh, my God. Just, I was incandescent because I, but I avoided reading anything. I avoided hearing any conversations about it. I just, I wanted to go in there with a blank slate. And I went in with a bad taste in my mouth because of the three, the, the prequels. Um, because I felt like the, they, they completely missed the mark. And it was very disappointing. So for me, there was a little bit of story stuff, like Finn annoyed the, sh the, the crap out of me. Um, I caught myself there. Uh, he was a really annoying. And then the bromance between him and Poe was just like, ugh, typical queens all up in there, each other's grills. And, you know, before. Well, you know, if you're stuffed into a tie fighter close together, you're going to get that way. For, for five minutes? <laughs> yeah, but you crash Please. together. You know, people that crash together stay together. It's a perfect Yeah, thing. but they crashed. <laughs> they were separated. They, yeah. Uh, but even death can't separate them. Which, by the way, that that is a... That, there's something there. There's more to that. To Han dying? No. To Poe Dameron dying and being resurrected. There's no way he survived that crash. So I think his... He's a clone. I, he ejected as well. I think he's a clone. Ooh. No, I don't know. I'm just saying, but but he could be, or maybe he's a robot or what. It, I mean, I was just kind of weird that his jacket was left behind, but he did take it off when he got into the TIE Fighter. So... Oh, yes. Because I, I, I looked for that when I watched it the <laughs> second time. Yeah. Um. So I, I, I'm... I don't know. How about you, Miles? You know, I mean... What's his name? J.J. Uh, Abrams said that um, there's no way this movie could live up to the hype. It, it's, it, it's, it's, it's to the stratosphere, basically. Mm -hmm. However, when I saw it, I didn't leave disappointed at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I posted the comic that somebody had, else had posted. An adult wa walks into the movie theater and comes out a, a child. That's kind of how I felt after I saw the movie. And I would agree with that. And, you know, he doesn't really clarify about how he, he just said he liked the movie. 
But it could be that he was so into the movie and was reading so much about it that when he got to, he felt like either A, it didn't live up to what he was reading, or maybe he knew too much about it so that childlike wonder was kind of taken away a little mm-hmm. bit. And then, you know, I can kind of see that maybe being a part of it. That And that's precisely the reason... I have been, for movies and such, I have been making a concerted effort to not sit and read and get too prepared. I do a little reading up to see, oh, these characters, okay, this is interesting. Oh, when's it come out? Cool. What, this is a storyline. This, is, But then I, like a good two to three weeks before the movie comes or TV show comes out, I avoid it as much as possible so that I could, I can... I could have my childlike moment. And I think I said it at least a thousand times here that that's, that was my expectation. I wanted to walk in there and I wanted to feel the same way I did in 1976 with the popcorn and my soda pop and my big brown eyes just soaking in this beautiful yeah. new world. And it is precisely what I received. I was absolutely sated by this film and ready f- and sated yet craving a little bit more oh yeah and I think that, I think it's the perfect way to end this film in my opinion having mm, that sort of feeling mm-hmm. oh, so what do you think about the thought that Ray could Ray just be Ray I mean that, that that is certainly possible but I'm just thinking when she touched Luke's light, lightsaber and getting those mm-hmm. visions and flashbacks um I mean, the galaxy is a big place. That's why I don't think uh, Finn is related to uh, um, Lando Calrissian. But, Lando. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ditto. But uh, but at the same time, you say that. But at the same time, it's not that big that Ray couldn't be related to Skywalkers. I I, <laughs> I I think she she is related to the Skywalkers. That's that's my theory. Yeah. And what thoughts on this? So, to the Lando comment, Lando is not the only black guy in the universe. <laughs> but so, practically the yes. only one in the original trilogy, just to be clear. There there were plenty of people of every race. There were. And Most species. of them were men. Yeah. But yes. You know. Um, well, women is not a race, right? Right. right we're just so, a, an accessory. I guess, I guess um, so. Hang on my arm. So, Ray, Anakin, for you're me, breaking my heart. Sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, for me, I think, um, I, the, 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 the saber called to her. She didn't seek it out. She just, she heard something. And it wasn't just like, you know, here, Luke, this was your father's. He built it, and now he wanted you to have it. But he didn't want you <laughs> why, to have it because George you, Lucas screwed up the storyline. Why, why are you speaking C-3PO's voice? Well, it's C-3PO, <laughs> Anik, Alec Guinness, yeah. whatever. Um, and it called to her, just like Miles said. It's yeah. not going to call to everybody. And then at the end, with... Um, you know, Emo Phillips or whatever his name is, <laughs> Kylo Phillips, yeah. Kylo Ren, um, which I made a joke about the other day at, at, at the bar. And, uh, um, anyway, uh, <laughs> when he reached for it and she re- they both called to it and it went straight for her. Yeah. There's something there. But we were at the bar and I made a joke about um, we were talking about Star Wars and 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 Kylo Ren and someone said well I haven't heard it yet and I said oh I haven't seen it yet and I said well oh my god and when Kylo takes his helmet off and it's Jar Jar Binks oh no yeah they're both pretty whiny and 
the bartender thought it was hilarious, but the girl <laughs> looked at me like, that's you're so funny. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, yeah. Well, you know, uh, I, Ren, Ren could be, you know, Luke might have had to, you know, deal with his grief with several women or <laughs> she could be there was there's the theory that she's um, a relation of Obi-Wan. Maybe yeah. Obi-Wan he was on that planet for a while, but he's been dead for a while. So right. he could be she could be a granddaughter. There's but there's there's a connection there. Yeah. I'm, the more I think about it, I don't know if it's a direct blood relation, but there's a connection there that that I, I, I can't quite figure out. You know, here's the other thing that I think supports Rey as being in the Skywalker line. Star Wars, the story of Star Wars has always been about the Skywalkers. Yeah. So even the movies, which you will not name, M, and the original trilogy, this has been the Skywalker story. And so it it makes sense that this is a continuation of the Skywalker story. Mm. Um, just, Just because the movies have always been kind of cyclical in a way that they fathers and sons and then sons and then fathers and in this case maybe sons and daughters but there's a pattern to it and so from that it it makes sense that this would be Ray but it does does it have to be Ray? No absolutely not I mean Disney can obviously take say this is not Ray but there's I think the mysticism and the mythology that surrounds Ray and these theories it would make sense that somewhere in there this is going to be connected. And, and she is very powerful in the Force. I mean, she, yeah. I mean, without any... Well, she may have had Jedi training as a child. She, well, she may have had training that's just been repressed. I think that's right. one of the theories. But but she's able to force uh, um, brainwash a stormtrooper to release her and uh, you know, hold her own in lightsaber duel with, uh, with Kylo. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, let's move on. Thank you, Joe, for calling in or writing in and uh, giving us your thoughts. And thanks, Tom, as well. Let's move on to talk a little bit about Axanar. So this is, uh, so we're switching franchises here, Star Wars to Star Trek. And Miles, give us a little bit of a premise here. This plays into the fandom. As you know, in this podcast, we've talked about both Star Wars fan films and we've talked about we, we had we had Mike who did the Brown Coats Redemption, a Firefly fan film, and, we, and we've done our fair share of Star Trek fan films. How does this play in? How does this play into um, this this universe we're talking about? Well, CBS finally um, stepped in and um, uh, observed its or or. You know that they're trying to shut Axanar down, basically. But let's so let's back up at this. So at this point, up to this point, the way movie franchises has have kind of uh, looked at fan films and said, as long as you're not making money, uh, we don't care that you're doing that. That pretty much yes. That, I mean that's that's the basis of it, right? The question came up years ago, and then when I go back to. James Cawley was one of the first to, to start doing his own Star Trek fan films. And he did have a com- conversation with, with CBS Legal, and then when they realized what he was doing, they said, okay, uh, well, don't make any money, but have fun. you know. And, and, he, and he, he was able to keep 
his productions for $50,000. One of his episodes costs $50,000 or less. So, I mean, they're really, most of it's probably is, is volunteers and may, maybe paying a, a celebrity guest, a celebrity guest star. So they, they've had a few celebrity guest, guest stars in, in, in their productions in the past. Uh, Axonar, uh, they've raised a million dollars. Uh, pretty much everybody in, in their production has has played a character on Star Trek. Uh, one is even reprising a character on Star Trek. Um, so the, all the actors they're getting are people who have you, you've seen them in everything. Um, but I think the big thing is they've the, the amount of money they they have raised. Um, but this is what this is what CBS is basically doing. The complaint claims that Axnar works in fridges infringed plaintiff's works by using innumerable copyrighted elements of Star Trek, including its settings, characters, species, and themes. Well, all, all Star Trek fan films are, are making use of the settings, characters, species, and themes, but I, I guess because they're, they're, I don't want to say they're, they're, not, they're under the radar, but Axanar, I guess, probably raised more publicity and... Their first, I mean, 20-minute, it was called Prelude Action Art. It's a very impressive piece of piece of work. But I think probably the fact that they, that Action Art raised the million dollars in crowdfunding has probably got CBS uh, uh, a little concerned. So this is still pending. I mean, they haven't, I mean, Action Art is fighting this. Uh, they haven't given up. They still want to put, they still want to produce their, their, uh, their episode, but that that's where things are right now. Yeah. Yeah, there's... Um, so I'm looking at a report on it. Emma, have you heard about this suit? I've, I've, I've heard fringe bits about it, little bits here and there. Um, I have an opinion on it, but I, I still don't understand. <sighs> Paramount is incredibly litigious. Yeah. And very protective it, of their it, brand. So I'm not sure, and I'm not sure there has there has to be some more to it than what we're getting. Um, but they, they sue them for three things, uh, for three types of copyright infringement. So it wasn't that it doesn't sound like it was standard contributory and vicarious copyright infringement. I don't know what those are all different, but um, basically they're suing for each and every way that Axanar violated the use of Star Trek. They're also asking the judge to make a declaratory judgment, meaning some kind of statement as to why and how the copyright was infringed in this case for use as a precedent in later proceedings. Um, uh, let's start. Um, but it would, but pretty much any other Star Trek fan film could it, be considered guilty. A violation of copyright, right? But CBS has not pursuing legal action against them because none of them are, you know, that we can tell have, they've not made any money off their productions. Okay, so here's the big caveat. Um Star, here's a, I'm looking at an article that says Star Trek fan films have been allowed, one might even say unofficially sanctioned, by CBS and Paramount. But there's always been this one very important caveat. In order to protect their legal rights, CBS and Paramount have forbidden any fan film from making any kind of profit. 
That includes mm -hmm. DVD sales, ticket sales, merchandise, and anything beyond the minimal payment to uh, beyond minimal payment to project staff. So why is Axanar being singled out? The suit spells it out. Axanar has raised over one million so far to produce these works, including building out a studio and hiring actors, set designers, and costume designers. The Axanar works are substantially similar to and unauthorized derivative works of Star Trek. So I think because they have raised so much money and decided to pay their actors, set designers, and costume designers, it's not a labor of love here. They aren't just like paying for materials mm -hmm. and film and equipment. They're paying people to do it. That just becomes a big issue. So you can, you can do that, though. What it comes down to is when you look when you look at your bottom line, if you take if you take all this money from people and you make this thing, you you know, and you pay pe you can pay your actors, you can pay the because you have to you can't make it for free. Um, oh, yeah. If in the end you walk away with cash in your pocket based on a der uh, uh, if the derivative, if it's close enough of a derivative from from Star Wars, if they are or Star Trek, I should say. Um, it's it's how close you get to the original work. If you are way too close to the mark, or if you are taking something that is licensed and 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 it's just not different enough, then on their toes. And if if they were, for me, if I and I've been a part of a of a, of a fan project for Paramount, and we didn't get in any trouble. In fact, they enjoyed it because we created a whole new universe as within this Star Trek universe. So it was fine. Um, uh, if these guys are way too close to the mark or way too close to something licensed, then yeah, Paramount's going to have a problem with it. It's their property. And it's, it, they're, it's also on the heels of them creating a new Star Trek show that they want to put out. And we're, we still don't know what that's going to be about. Maybe that was a prequel. Maybe it could also be that maybe, you know, someone had submitted a script um, to Paramount and uh, Paramount, and so they decided to make it on their own. Well, once you submit that script to Paramount, it belongs to Paramount. Yeah. Um, so I'm not poo-pooing there. I think it does suck, but they might they might not have done all their due diligence to protect themselves. And you know what? Ags and Arm might come out on top. I mean, as, as Miles said, this is not a done deal. It's just a suit that's pending. Uh, and it could be that they'll work things out. Um, here's the thing. I, you know, the other thing is once you start putting that much money into production, you're going to have a really good-looking fan film. Of, mm -hmm. And probably a fan film that rivals what you see on television, maybe even what you see in the, what you see in the mill, uh, the movies, right? Mm -hmm. So that may be an issue. I mean, fan films. When I look at a fan film, I'm typically I see some good ones, but I don't see anything that's going to be maybe on TV, right? Or maybe on uh, the movies. But you start putting a million dollars into something, and people are, are basically donating their labor to some degree. Well, just in their um, their. Their teaser episode. Uh, these these are the names they had in there. Richard Hatch, we know from classic Battlestar Galactica. Uh, Tony mm -hmm. Todd, uh, he played um, uh, Worf's, Worf's uh, brother. Yeah. Um, Kate Vernon. Um, she she's done tons of stuff, but we know know her probably best from from 
uh, playing uh, Allen in, 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 in the new BSG. J.G. Hertzler, he played Martok. Uh, Gary Graham, um, Ambassador Soval in Enterprise. Um, so that's... That, well, there's a question, because I don't remember Enterprise very well. Ambassador Soval, was mm-hmm. he a character on... He was, he was a reoccurring character on Enterprise. That could be... That, there's an issue right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think that... That could be an issue. There's, there's no doubt that... Um, and the, the question is, are they, are they, is there, can they somehow classify this as being for profit? The moment they do that, then if they can classify as for profit, then they've, then they've violated copyright. They, yeah. I, and, uh, intellectual um, property. And, and the good faith of CBS and Paramount. Yeah. So, but if they haven't, then, then CBS and Paramount are kind of reversing their decision, which not only affects Axanar, but the rest of the fan film industry. Yeah, that's, I mean... So I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of I kind of hope, what I hope happens is what happened in Doctor Who. So like the opening, the opening of the new Doctor Who, the opening sequence was fan created. And they put it onto YouTube and they hired the guy to come and actually do the opening sequence for the, you know with the sound and the TARDIS flying through all those gears. I mean, that was created mm-hmm. That was created on YouTube, and they actually employed it. So it would be great if CBS would look at what Axanars is doing and saying, hey, let's bring you on board. Maybe we'll have you do the pilot for uh, the CBS. That probably won't happen. But That's that's the beauty of, B- of the BBC, though. Yeah. They're like, they're not a, they're not a for-profit situation. That's true. There are no commercials run on BBC. Interesting. I mean, I, I so, just have... A- Axonars. And they embrace fans. They really embrace the fans. So uh, that's that's a beautiful thing that I agree. I hope CBS learns from BBC and, <laughs> yeah. and takes that into account. Good luck with that. I mean, I have Axonar's site right now. I'm looking at There's a, They're showing a video clip. Uh, a couple of these ships look like they're taken from the Star Trek uh, 09 uh, film. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, whoever, whoever did this, but it's just like it's... But, so uh, the quality, you know, maybe what's drawing attention to it is the quality of what they're putting together too. So, but well, we, we could talk about Axanar quite a bit, but we have we have some other stuff we want to cover in this show. That is too. true. Yes. So, but uh, needless to say, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the whole Axanar and Star Trek and the suit and what your thoughts are on it. Um, and uh, you can do that by emailing us sci-fi-diner-podcast at sci-fi dinerpodcast or tweeting us or facebooking us, and we would love to hear your thoughts. So X-Files, X-Files returned, and uh, Miles, I know you are not watching this, but Em, I know you watched the uh, first episode. and uh, we might And we might spoil a little bit here, so if you didn't watch X-Files, just kind of go la, 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 real loud, and we'll just talk. <laughs> um, what, uh, so what was your thoughts when you saw Mulder and Scully back on the screen? It was, I was in high school again. It was great. <laughs> it was great. The one thing, though, that I didn't realize, because I watched it on Hulu, and then I was watching an, um, the newest episode of At Midnight with um, with uh, Chris Hardwick. And apparently, <laughs> because there's the footballs on Fox, um, the game went long and preempted X-Files this past Sunday. So instead of starting at X time, it started 20 minutes late. And people were like, why Why are you preempting the, the show we love with a sport we know nothing about? <laughs> you're, clear, you're clearly not your audience. It's true. And so when I, when I heard that, 
I had I been watching live, I probably would have been completely irate yeah. and like stop with the sports ball. I don't care if you're yeah. sportsing. Tax files. But it was it was really joyful to sit and to watch and see those two together again. So you know, um, and, it, and it did real well. Fifteen million viewers from the first episode. That's a huge amount. Not mm-hmm. uh, Neil Ottenstein, who we will probably see at uh, Farpoint, mm-hmm. um, but he said that at the height, season five of the X Files brought in twenty-seven million viewers. Wow! At its height, but so fifteen's down from that. But that's still a good, strong open for mm-hmm. a series that's been off the air for over over ten years. Um, and so that was that was really cool. You know, one of the things that I really liked about it, M, mm. is they kept the original intro. Yeah. They didn't alter it. Like many times they'll bring in, like they'll remaster, do something different. No, they kept, Chris Cotter said, I like the original intro. We're using the original intro. Why not? So, why, why screw with perfection? I know, right? Hey, Picasso, that picture's got a lot of blue in it. Do you want some red? No. 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 You just leave that blue painting alone. <laughs> So it was it was absolutely awesome to see them back on the screen, and mm. there was chemistry. Um, they had aged, but it was in such a way that you would expect, and they still look like Scully and Mulder. Mm. Right. Well, it wasn't supposed to be like it. It's supposed to be as real time as possible. Oh yeah. So what? Thirteen years after since whatever yeah. that happened. So, and they make reference to that like the past 10 years. And so I thought that that was well done. Um, it brought back in the mythology, the whole belief and doubt. And, yeah. uh, you know, Scully's still in the operating room and Mulder's still wavering between believing and doubting. Hmm. But then, like, right towards the end, there's just that huge, like, we could be all wrong. It, it, there was that wonderful that wonderful Mulder moment of Scully it's it's completely a game changer everything's completely changed the what we thought everything we thought about the aliens you know it just it was that moment where he loses his crap and he, when he he comes to he has a revelation and he he was it was so nice it was so nice just to to have that again and to see a neat twist they really did put a little twist on there that made me think oh yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> and then and then, you know, Scully in her scientific way just totally undermines everything. <laughs> well that's and that was the beauty of the of this yin and yang between the two of them. Oh, like yeah. his deep faith and believing in something that he didn't have absolute proof of, and her deep faith in science, which is is an absolute for her. So it's it's beautiful. Yeah. And then uh, you know, it was obviously great to see Skinner back and yes uh, and then of course the whole bomb at the end <laughs> you know the very yes. final scene um yeah. the x-files have been re- we have a problem the x-files have been reopened oh you know? yes i didn't even realize he was still alive <laughs> oh yeah cigarette smoking man last time i saw him they killed him off in caprica but <laughs> right he was it, in it was continuum just the smoking man is that what yes him? yeah cigarette smoking man yeah continuum he was in he was william b davis is his name but, mm. but but in the whole, and they kept it continually. The whole, he was, he was smoking a cigarette through a breathing tube. He was totally doing that, like back in the original series. It was awesome. Nice. <laughs> I just, I just went all fanboyish when that came on. I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I was like, woo. Uh, and they, you know, they, and they made so many references to different X Files that had happened. It was great to kind mm-hmm. of bring. 
It was great. If you had not watched X-Files before and you hopped onto this, you would have got it. But there were plenty of things that were thrown in there for the fans. Mm-hmm. And so... This was this was a beautiful jump. Yeah. This yeah. was a beautiful jump forward. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so X-Files, um, and I did watch the second episode, but we won't talk about it because M hasn't watched it yet. I, well, I'll tell you the truth. I didn't realize that there was going to be an episode last night. Yeah, so the... I didn't... So, funny, I actually was just looking up on IMDb to see... Excuse me. Um, I am. Are they do, are they doing that? Are they doing that consistently? Is it going to be like Sunday, Monday, Sunday, Monday, Sunday, Monday, and then that's it? Well, I'm wondering if they're doing what they did with um, with that one Torchwood, where they released all five episodes one night after the other. Ooh, I don't know if they're going to do that. For the five. Uh, hold on, For the I six. am looking now. Uh, season one, episode list. So it, I think it was just a special. So there was the the episode My Struggle was on uh, Sunday. Founders Mutation was yesterday. And then February 1st, then the 8th, then the 15th. Um, and then the last is, ah, oh, I will be on my cruise. I leave on my cruise. Oh, man. I can't watch the last episode because <laughs> I'll be on the cruise. Oh, perhaps. All right. Well, since you're talking about the cruise, do you want to talk a little bit about the cruise that you're going on? Because it's not just any cruise. It is the geek cruise. Well, it's a geek. Well, actually, no, I think it might be the only geek cruise. Yeah, there you there. go. Um, so it, Jonathan Colton is a, an amazing nerd, famous musician who is an incredibly talented musician. Um and he, a couple of years ago, decided to put together, uh, wanted to get people together that he didn't want to want to do a convention because then there's hotels and there's the rental space. It just seemed like kind of a mess. So they decided to do a cruise um, and they brought on some of their friends who are incredibly talented writers and musicians and artists and actors. And it's kind of rolled into this thing that's unbelievable. So uh, in less than four weeks i leave for florida where i am going on the joko cruise six um super excited about that uh i think the first <laughs> they even released the information for the 2017 cruise um and we're the group as it goes gets pretty big so i think the first year the attendance was like two or three hundred and it kind of grew from there and last year was like 900 something for 2017, we have an entire boat. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Information on that will be coming out like in the next couple of weeks. I think those of us who are early adopters and previous cruisers are getting a sneak peek. And we are being given the opportunity to actually book our cruise before everybody else, which is kind of cool. And a nice way to, you know, be. it's a nice thing to do for people who have done it before who are, you know, longtime fans to give them that access. But uh, let me, I'm actually looking for the page that has the, like, you know, Will Wheaton will be there. Hmm. Your personal um, friend. <laughs> just, you know, and John Scalzi, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Um, Red shirts, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see, I'm pulling up the guest list. There's a couple of, um, Pat Rothfuss, who is a really great writer. Uh, Car uh, Cameron Esposito, Rhea Butcher, 
Pollen Storm, Paul F. Tompkins, Jean Grey, um, Ian Michael Black. He's a great comedian, great actor. The lady who created, um, oh, where is she? What's the name? You know, it's a it's a web comic where you see this one critter yell like all the things, um, hyperbole and something. Yeah. Uh, she's gonna be there. Just really wonderful, wonderful, talented people. I'm excited to see John Scalzi again and to see Molly Lewis, Jim Bojo, one of my favorite musicians, uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick who has written an amazing, amazing, has been touched many comic books. Steve Jackson of Steve Jackson Games. Oh yeah. I have he sponsors the game Munchkin. room. Yeah. Um, John Hodgman. So just basically all the nerd, all the time for seven days while we cruise around in a, on a boat. And it's nice because then nobody's to drive anywhere. You can drink if you want to, you can eat on it whenever you want to. It's basically all inclusive. There are private events for us and it's, it's just worth every penny to kind of be around that environment. It's a con on a boat and to be around these people and you, you, I really feel like home. Like I really feel like I'm amongst my people when I'm there. Actually, I feel a little bit boring when I'm there because these people are so deliciously bright and talented as far as even just the guests. So that's a blast. And if people want to find out more about the uh, Jonathan Colton Cruises, what, uh, do you have the website address handy? Yes, it's jococruise.com. There you go. And actually that's... there's already a little blurb up about the 2017 um, going out of San Diego. So if you want to find out and more about it, you can go there. Yeah. The Very beauty of next year's cruise is because we have the whole boat, we decide the itinerary, we decide, F. we're in charge of the boat. Very Nerds cool. forever. Ooh, full steamed Antarctica. All right. Oh, hell no. <laughs> uh, let's move on and talk about some other shows that we are watching here. Um, and we can address these briefly. Any of you guys watching uh, uh, Shannara? I am not. Shannara, depending on how you pronounce it. I am not. That's on MTV, no? Yeah, it is. You know what? And I, I was leery about it because of MTV, right? But I watched the first three episodes, and it's it's really well done. Um, Gimli's in it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, not Gimli, but... but, but Don Rice Davies. Yeah, so he is, of course, Slider's fame and many of other fame, but Gimli's probably yeah. one of the more notable geek roles recently. But he's he is the elf king in this one, and he does an awesome job. And it is MTV, so there's a little bit... There is the teen element of it, mm -hmm. um, but a very strong female lead. And uh, there's a strong male, strong male lead, but the female lead is one that's mesmerizing. It's really good. Um, MTV was offering the first four episodes for free if you have a subscription uh, to MTV, but um, it, it was good, and I really and I've enjoyed it. And um, mm. I watched the first three episodes, and we'll probably buy the rest. So, um, any nice. guys, any guys watching Rebels? Uh, I've been watching Rebels. Um, uh, I don't know if I'm caught up or not. Though. No, okay, yeah. I, I'm, I'm very behind on watching that. Yeah. So, best thing that I'm looking forward to in this next half of the season is Leia Organa shows up. Oh, cool. So, really cool about that. But I, Kiefer what loves it. What season is this for Rebels? I know. What was that? What season is this for Rebels? Season two. So, it's okay. like we're halfway through season two. 
I can catch up then. That's yeah, really hard. It's totally doable. They're 20 minute episodes and they're real good. I mean, some real good animation, anima, animation, um, and some good, <laughs> if I can speak here, and some uh, good stories that have gone in it. Wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. It feels, I don't know, when I watched the first, first episodes, even those new characters, it still felt like our Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm watching, this is a small thing, I'm watching Bleach, which is, of course, an anime that's been around forever. There's like 15 seasons of it. Oh, wow. My daughters got into it, and my son got into it, so we've been watching Bleach. And not only watching, like, the first three seasons are, like, um, English dubbed, but then the rest of them are, like, all subtitled. And so they're getting used to, like, watching movies with subtitles. I think that's kind of cool, too. Yeah. That is cool. So Legends, Em, I think you put on here, uh, did you see the first episode of Legends? I did see the first episode of Legends of Tomorrow. And? And so I watched it with my friend Andrew, who is not familiar with Arrow or with Flash. So he was watching it from the perspective of, I am completely new to this. This should be interesting. And I have become a very big fan of both shows. So we both sat, we both watched it. We both had basically the same feeling. It was really cheesy. (laughs) It was really rushed. They did a really poor job of setting things up. And uh, Andrew said that from his point of view, he feels like he has to go back and watch Arrow and Flash to get any kind of historical information, any kind of historical information about these characters. And um, and he's just not he's just not interested. It was it was just it was really, really sloppy story writing. Well, Miles, I was very disappointed. Miles, when you watch it, you have to give us your opinion. As well. Yeah, I'm still going to check it out. Yeah, you should. You should. I would definitely check it out. I'm not going to give up on it because people gave up on Firefly after two right. episodes. So, I mean, if you done. if you give it, what, what, M, your rule of thumb, about three or four episodes? I usually give it a good three or four episodes. And if they don't, if they really, like, then I'll watch it again. I'll wait till it's all out in one season and then binge watch it. And then I'll decide. But it would just... I just I felt insulted as a as a fan. Um and I I know those characters because I watched the two shows. But there were just some real continuity issues with it's just little things that drove me a little bit crazy. Um and like the snarts are in it, the brothers and they're really obnoxious, but I think that's that lends to the character, so I can't that can't fault the show for that. Right. But I really think it should have been a two episode, a two parter pilot, and taken its time and really beautiful. Like they had a great opportunity to build this beautiful story, blend all of these characters together. But you were dropped right in the middle of it, and Arthur Darvel, who plays the lead guy who brings them all together, right. And they're annoying, but that's their character. And then Arthur Darvel, who plays the lead, is... I mean, he's a really good actor, and I enjoyed him on The Who. On The Who. On Doctor Who. On The Who. Um, Peter Townsend, maybe. (laughs) He was a little cheesy in this. So I was just kind of hoping, like, oh, my God, you're a good actor. Please don't let America ruin you. (laughs) (laughs) But I am... I I would, like... uh, Miles is a much nicer person than I am, so I I would like to to hear from Miles after he watches it. Yeah. 
And Arrow and the did Arrow and Flash start back up again? It did. Yes. It did. And have you watched any of that? I've watched Flash and enjoying that. I, I have an Arrow episode I need to catch up on. Okay, very good, very mm-hmm. good. And Em, have you watched uh, both Arrow and Flash? Yep. Very, very satisfying. Uh, good. Well, that's what we want to hear. That's what we can hear. So I'm looking down through the list here. And we're getting uh, a bit long in the episode here, but I do want to talk a little bit about... Uh, I know you said iZombie you've been watching, and you're, be- you're becoming a bit ambivalent about it. Now, zombies have been like these... Everyone loves zombies because Walking Dead. iZombie kind of came on as... Uh, was it Amazon's kind of answer to this, I guess? Nope, this is regular broadcast television. Oh, regular. So iZombie, tell me about, uh, so you're watching it, but it's losing you. What's going on that's losing you? iZombie is a comic book and that was brought to the screen, which is great. Uh, I just started reading the comic book, and the first season was really fun and compelling. But the second season, you know, there's always kind of that lull, and and then there's always an expectation, too. Like, ooh, first season was great, second season should be amazing. Um, it could just be going through its little sophomore slump, and it might pick up, but I'm just kind of a little bored with it. Mm. And that happens. Sometimes it goes yeah. through phases. Yeah. yeah. It's all good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, very good. Uh, any of these other shows, uh, We have, I want to talk about Deadpool, but any of the other shows like Lucifer, Magicians, Man in Hack, High Castle you want to talk about? I'm not watching any of those. Yeah. Any of um, those, Em? Well, Heroes is so much better. <laughs> then, then its predecessor, the new really? heroes. I, I oh, heard, so good. I heard, I heard rumors that it wasn't. It was going to be like this was it. Well, the way they ended it, it's like um, they 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 left it open for another run. Another, oh, they did leave it open for another run. Yes. So, oh, very good. I, I have the entire season. I watched the first episode mm-hmm. almost, and never got time to watch the rest. So. So I I liked it. I thought um, it was much better. I mean, season one was was great. The seasons came on after it, eh, not, not not so great. Yeah. Th- this one was I, I was was very enjoyable. Oh, good, yeah, awesome. So wait, it, it's, go ahead. Em. It it it's done. Well, this this chapter is done. This chapter is. I don't know if they've renewed officially for another season. Yet. But but they the way they ended it, it it's it, it's open to come back. Right. Oh, absolutely, and it's great. But oh, January twenty first. Yeah, that was the last day. <gasps> no. All right. You have to track it down. Um, it's good. So yeah, the, the, as the, the, far here, as like a. Here, 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 here's what it, here's what I, here's what it does say. This is from TV Line. I don't know how reliable TV Line is, but it's Heroes Reborn not getting a season two. Is what I'm Aww, reading. Well, so it was a nice taste to get. Yeah, that's too bad. Because so, I thought they did a really good job with this. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of uh, where they kind of have had left it, I guess. So. Um, what else? Uh, the other, th- the other one. Let's talk Deadpool. So Deadpool, there's been, there's been so much hype about Deadpool coming out this weekend. You said, Em, right? Yeah, yeah so I think co- it's this weekend. Yeah, so some of this this weekend or the upcoming weekend, it is coming out, and there's no doubt that the social media marketing for this movie has been fun. Oh, like yes. De- Deadpool appearing everywhere, you know, for Santa for Christmas. But uh, so so, 
that has just been ingenious, has been some of, some of the best marketing for this movie. It'll be interesting to see how it does based on that. Mm. Um, you're really looking forward to this movie, Emma, am I correct? I am. I like the character. He's crass. He's irreverent. He's, he's an anti-hero, and you really want to hate him, but he's actually a hero hero, and he's a cocky SOB, and I... And this I've, is... I've, go ahead. I've read the comic book. I just recently started reading it, like six months ago. So I'm excited for it because it, I'm impressed with what Ryan Reynolds has done, and hopefully he's it'll make up for Green Lantern. <laughs> Well, this ties I worry it. that people don't get the that it's, he was. I worry if it doesn't set him up properly, people will just see him as an sob, and they won't get it. Right. Well, you know, and it's tied into the X Men universe. Is that correct? Someone told me that it's tied in. Well, we saw to, you uh, the X Men universe. Um, there's a crossover there. Oh. Well, in the Wolverine movie. Oh, I did not know that. Well, in the Wolverine movie, I mean, he he kind of made an appearance yeah so i mean he is he is he's tied into the x-men universe yes he's he is tied in oh yeah the x-men deadpool just looking it up real quick but i I heard that and i haven't read it but um like there's a there's an origin in x-men origins there was a deadpool scene um and there were in x-men origins there was a full fight wolverine versus deadpool um but yes, so that's um, and there's also talk about Wolverine making an appearance in the Deadpool movie. I don't know if that's true, but uh, there is a crossover. There's a tie-in between the universes. So, so in the Wolverine movie, that Deadpool, it's it's two totally different Deadpools. It is. This but, is. But it, but it, yeah. it, it's 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 based on the same. Yeah. There's a tie-in in the comic book. Yeah. But in the in the movie world, maybe in the new iterations of the movies, but yeah. it's it's I'd have to go back and watch Wolverine again because I don't remember. I don't remember. Me, actually, the here's what it says. That. Ryan Reynolds portrayed the character in the 2009 film X-Men Origins yeah. Wolverine and will reprise the role in the upcoming 2016 film. So they're they're they are they are considering it a part of the same universe. Yeah, but the histories are totally different. This should be interesting. Yeah, it should be interesting. So, here's my. So, I am not a huge Deadpool fan, and I don't say that because I know that there are people that love Deadpool, and people love him for exactly the same reasons that you said him. He is the anti-hero, and you want to hate him, but he is a hero, right? Um, and he does good. Deadpool for me feels very much the way that um, the Watchmen felt to me. I really wanted to like. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to like Watchmen, but mm-hmm. in Watchmen you have a bunch of antiheroes, and I think that my problem with Deadpool, and again I haven't watched it, I'm prejudging it based on the trailers and the little I know about it, is that I'm not a huge antihero film person. And so it's not so much. And so when I see Deadpool and the crass jokes and stuff like that, uh, it just I'm like, seriously, you know, that's what you're stooping to to get people in. I mean, that's my that's my reaction. I'm not saying it's justified, but that's my reaction to it. 
because I'm used to because uh, society has conditioned us to see superheroes in a certain way, and Deadpool does not fit that mold. And so I just that that just to be honest, that's kind of where I'm at. And this film could be very good. I'm totally prejudging it. I'm sorry, I'm. No, and see, that's what I'm concerned about. Did you ever read the comic books? I didn't, and I hear that it's it's it seems to be a faithful adaptation to it. Though. Yes, uh, but and see, you have to. Yeah. I, so you're there's there's information that I think. I don't think it would change your opinion, but it would definitely give you a little bit more information about the character to yeah. give the movie a chance. Yeah, and, and here's and, and it's it's not it doesn't seem to be my type of humor, but again, I'm judging it based on the trailers, and we know how good trailers really sell a movie mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh, so uh, I'm willing I'm willing to say this might be I probably won't see it in theaters. If it were to come on t- TV or Netflix, I'd probably give it a good try because I am. It, it, I mean, I'm interested in the X-Men. And uh, so tying into the X-Men universe. Um, but it's not one that I'm dying to see. But I know a lot of people who are really jonesing for this movie. It'll be interesting to see how it d- does. Miles, any thoughts? I'm kind of ambivalent. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. All right, well. So. That's fine. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And Emma, when you see it... I want you to try and sell me on this movie because I really, it's not that I want to hate this movie, but this is just what the trailers, and again, I'm prejudging it from the little I've heard about it, the little I've read about it, and also acknowledging that there's been some very funny marketing. So so I I don't know if I want to sell you on the movie because I don't want to force you to go to something you're really not I interested know, in seeing. I know, I know, I know, but I guess what I'm saying is like, you know, Maybe, even though it may never be my type of movie, convince me of its value. Maybe that's maybe that's a better way. Maybe that's even a correct way of saying it. <laughs> Excuse me. Or maybe that's what, like what Miles just said there. Maybe that's it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, funny enough, here's a. I just found an article called Ryan Reynolds explains how Deadpool corrects the mistakes of X Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> um, it was in it was in an, in Entertainment Weekly uh, from last summer. So this is an article from July 11th, 2015. I've not read it, so I don't. That's kind of interesting, something I'm going to read. And then I actually posted on Facebook asking some of my Facebook friends um, the differences or similarities, kind of asking them to chime in. Um, And uh, I'm curious now because I didn't I I honestly had forgotten that he was in the Wolverine movie. Yeah. That's that's how memorable that movie is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As a completionist, whether I don't like it or not, I I I, I have to see it. Yeah. But I am kind of looking forward to it because it's it's going to be very different than than what's out there. And if it's if it's like Green Lantern, Ryan Reynolds is no longer allowed to play a superhero ever ever <laughs> ever again. Yeah. Well, it's not allowed to either. Yeah, because he ruined yeah. the Green Hornet. I know. Well, I I think it about does it. We could we we could probably talk all night on different shows and stuff. I know. And I sorry. No, and this is absolutely awesome. We spent way a lot longer than I was expecting on Star Wars, and we had some great conversations tonight. But we do got to wrap it up because we do want to share. It. We do want to share a Jesse Rath interview. Maybe I'll just release that as kind of a mini episode because this there is going to be a long. This is going to be a long episode anyway. So the Jesse Rath interview will probably be just um, released a little bit later. 
So, but we'll get it out there before, um, before Farpoint, and we'll make sure we re-release that Colin Ferguson interview so you can hear M sound like giddy. And uh, but but I think that about does it, guys. It's been great chatting with you today. This was fun. Yeah, it was good. So. Oh, it's always lovely to chat with you guys, yeah. and I'll get to see you soon. When I we know, go to three weeks. Woo-hoo! I can't wait. And uh, in Timodium, Maryland, I know, coming I, this February. Yeah, and you are. Are you going to be there Friday? Uh, I won't be there till late Friday night. Okay, and uh, Miles, work. you'll be there Friday. I think I'll probably stop by on Friday, yeah. see what's going on. I'm going to be there probably early Saturday morning. I'll be there all day Saturday, and then Sunday is my plan. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Be very good. All right, well, and hopefully we will see those of you listening at Farpoint. We're looking forward to seeing those of you there. Please stop up and say hi, see us, seek us out. Uh, Oh, if you do come, I will have prizes from Loot Crate for you. Ooh, so seek M out especially. She got the loot. Loot Crate exclusive stuff. We will be in the atrium at noon. That's the only thing I know for sure. Other than that, you can find us out and about. I believe that's it. All right, till next time, good night and good luck. We will see ya. Do your dailies.
and Heather are not coming. Oh, curses. I just, uh, you know, everything just went out. <laughs> well, Fraze has a lot of work travel to do. Yeah, I know he's in trouble. That poor dude. He keeps, he, he, like, Facebooking pictures of, hey, look at, here's my house out of my plane. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Stuff. I'm like, okay. We have him traveling all over the damn place. And yeah, I'm and, then, hoping and, that... and, then, and then Heather says, yep, uh, we had a neighborhood shoveling party. I'm like, Fraze was there. So. But, uh, God bless him. Uh, we'll miss them, but hopefully we have them shortly then. Oh, definitely. But that's all right. That's all right. So, uh, so I, I thought we could, that was to be kind of a, uh, a mishmash of just catching up because the last couple of shows have been like, oh, like Star Wars focused. Um, mm -hmm. And so I thought we'd talk a little bit about Farpoint. We have some interviews. Do you know which interviews they are that I have to air yet, Miles? Jesse Rath. That was the last uh, from Defiance. Which uh, got canceled. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. But we um, still have that to air. We have the Reka Sharma one. And yeah. I th that might... We did, we did we already aired the um, David Nickel one, I believe. Yeah, let me just see if I can find my stuff here. Here's podcast. So I was thinking about, like... Because we, you know, it has been all Star Wars all the time. So uh, I was trying to think of what I've watched. Like I'm, I'm up to, I'm not up to date on the Expanse. Um, I did watch X Files. Did we do a Tony Curran? Did we do that interview? Yes, that I was. Think one. We did. Yeah. And um, so what I have is the Jamie. Is that what you're talking about? Or was it a different one? No. Um, the, the one, oh, here we I, are. Here we are. <clears throat> Yeah, so I just, I'm looking at the little files here. So I have Jesse Rath, and then there's a David. We did the David Nickel, though. Right? We, did do, we did do the David Nickel one. And then, so it's just Jesse Rath, and then Rekka, whatever. Rekka Sharma, yeah. yeah okay, so it's two, okay. Mm -hmm. I have them. Okay. So we can just opt to... So what I'm thinking of, maybe what we can do is we can do one to tag on the end of the show tonight. Mm -hmm. And then we can do one, like, the week before Farpoint. Because we might as well, since we're going to be at Farpoint anyways, we might as well not do a podcast that week. Right. Mm. So, because we're going to be doing one live from the atrium. Mm -hmm. so. Yes. So, which, by the way, that Sean uh, is going to mm -hmm. be joining us for that one, just like Colin Ferguson did. Yes, I'm excited for that. That'll be fun. That'll be good. I, so. I won't lose my shit as bad as I did with Colin. <laughs> oh, but that was so cute. It was. It was very awesome. I just, I adore him, and I love, God, Agent Carter is such a great character. And yeah. and when I watched it for like the third time, um, I it really dawned on me what an amazingly good actor he is, because half of the stuff he had to deal with either was CGI, so he never saw it, or it was a lot of physical, like the one episode where he entered the floor that he didn't have um, permissions to, so the gravitational pull around him was tripled, and he was. <laughs> just fell flat to the ground and it was amazing but then i thought oh my god just because uh, it's a wide shot of him falling not him falling on a mat so it's it's a, it was impressive i'm just very impressed by that man's skill he definitely has a knack for physical comedy if he wanted to do it more yeah yeah okay he's playing so I... a bad guy on something right now yeah i don't know 
Hey, uh, I do have a question. You watched... You watched The X-Files, right? The first two episodes? The first one episode. Hmm, iTunes did the first two. So I can't, ask you, I can't ask you about the second then. Okay. Hold on. What do you mean iTunes has two? I, let me go to Hulu. They had, uh, they had two. But I think, I'm not sure how they did it, but it was, there was a one and a two. It wasn't a two-hour episode, was it? No, it wasn't. No. Okay. Are you sure one of them isn't like a preview? Nope, or a... nope, nope, nope. iTunes had two episodes. I downloaded it. So. Uh, hold on. I'm looking on Hulu right now. Hulu only had one episode for me to watch. Yep. Yeah. But we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna definitely talk X-Files. So let's just, let me, before we talk about a, a second episode, maybe it was just, it's an iTunes exclusive. Yeah, so I'm not, yeah, this guy, I, I, what I will do is I'll just mention it and not talk about it. Yeah, so. hold on. So. Why is everything so slow? I turned my game off. What game were you playing? Guild Wars. Uh, a new patch dropped today with a whole bunch of new features and a mini meta. So um, I had to go play it. Oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't work today. Me neither. That's how I caught up in X-Files. How is it? How's the snow up there, guys? <laughs> we got slammed. It got slammed. I mean, uh, schools are closed and our school basically said, you know, we could have off the rest of the week. But tomorrow we're going to be doing a two hour delay and people who can get here are just going to get here. Yeah, some we still have school systems that are closed. Um, the high school over by Will's house, the snow was up to the up to the school bus's windows. That was yesterday. Wow. They're still cleaning out. Yeah. Um, I had I think uh, on my back patio I have thirty two inches. Wow. We probably got about two and a half feet, maybe a little more. I guess there was like a thin strip that just got nailed with a ton of stuff. Yeah. We probably got two and a half feet here. Mm -hmm. You guys got plenty. Yeah, we did. Let's see. X-Files. There is a second episode. Ooh. It aired last night. (gasps) Oh, so they probably released one on Sunday and then a one yet last night. Yeah, that's probably. I would have watched that shit today. What the hell? Yeah, that's why. <laughs> we can talk about the first episode because there's plenty just to kind of reflect on and talk about. Oh, my God. Out. So much deliciousness in um, the first episode. So. I may have to start watching it just so I can. <laughs> Were you an, X- an X-Files guy before? Uh, not really, yeah. but but I could probably, you know, watch this. Mm. So um, yeah, I guess we, we can talk a little bit about what we're reading, too. For reading. Um, so right now, here's what I have. Farpoint, I thought we could do an update on... Uh, there was something we were talking about in one dimension. What was that, Miles? Let's see. Farpoint... Um, oh, Axonar. Oh, yeah. So I I don't want to belabor the point because there's been enough said about Axonar. I, uh, I don't even know what it is. Okay, well, we're going to talk about it. I'll let Miles... To introduce it to you because we've done uh, we we as a podcast have covered the fan film circuit we've interviewed many um, from we've them. interviewed many fan films over the years uh, mm-hmm. 
an event happened in fan film dumb if that's the way you say it and uh and we should and we're gonna at least i think we're gonna at least mention it so and uh i'll keep you in the dark because I'll, i would love to get your raw comment about it okay so you know, we should record all of this stuff too, like the prep stuff. Don't worry, and just have I, it as like, I, I hit and have it as a cold open, and then we start the then we actually start the whole show. Like, cause I I love our com- I love when we get conversational like yeah. this, and we're just kind of mellow and like da, 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 da. okay, let's do it, and then we roll into it. I think it's kind of it's a little behind the scenesy, but it's still kind of fun. I've often tacked it on at the end, I guess. You know that sort of banter, depending on how it is. Right. As far as conversations, that conversation we had is going back a ways, but at Shore Leave, uh, at Panera, is, is that show worthy? There's some, cur- there's, it's not, it's not PG, it's PG-13. So it would be like after dark. <laughs> I, I, okay, to, I, I don't remember. You'd have to, oh, I dropped the S-bomb, and I'm probably the F-bomb here and there, know, and, and we, majority we, was with us. So. Yeah, so, I mean, all bets are off with Mike. So. The F, well, the F bomb is 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 a potential there too. Okay. So, you know, yeah. it just depends. Yep. Well, it's all right. We can. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. We can uh, certainly roll that. But then we know the next time we have a conversation like that, we need to have a, mm. something rolling. So, and by the way, the moment you got on the call, I started recording it. So, okay. I, I am recording. This. I just think it's kind of funny and fun and. Yeah. Yeah, but I often throw it in at the end, depending on what we're bantering about. So, mm-hmm. but, so I have Farpoint, just an update in the Star Wars stats, how it's doing. Not don't want mm-hmm. to belabor that. Ax- Axanar, which we'll enlighten them about. Then I thought X Files. Um, uh, any other shows that you're passionate about that you're watching right now? Em? Well, Legends of Tomorrow just came out. Ooh. Uh, along with uh, Arrow and Flash started up again. Did you watch the Arrow and Flash yet? Um, I watched Flash. I haven't watched Arrow yet. And I guess you said Legends came on yesterday. Legends came on last week. Oh, okay. Legends. I thought I'll have to, I thought my I thought I sent my DVR to record it. I didn't see it, so. Uh, I saw it on Hulu. Okay. And yeah. I'll leave my opinions for when we discuss it. Um, I also oh. made it through the first season of uh, Man in the High Castle, which is on uh, oh. Amazon, okay. which is the Philip K. Dick book, which is, I think, is science fiction-y um, because there's, as you as you read through the book, and I'm not all the way through the book yet, because um, I, I saw the, the TV show. I obsessively watched the TV show. Um uh, it was amazing, and there's there's kind of a fantasy sci-fi feel to it that I think is kind of interesting, and a historic feel that's just divine. Um, what was the other thing I wrote down? Oh, Magicians started, which is on sci-fi. Mm-hmm. That's a good show. Did you watch it? Yeah, I'm slowly watching it. Um, I I'm having a hard time getting the sci-fi shows on the internet without going illegally. And um, Verizon has already is watching me, so I can't do the illegal shit anymore. Um, so I usually have to go over to Will's, and we sit and power watch through stuff together. However, since there's been like 65 million tons of snow, um, I'm a little behind. Um, and I have the cruise coming up in less than four weeks. Well, we should talk about Joko Cruise. 
Uh, and they already announced the dates for Joko 2017. Right. And it's going out of California this year. Or next year. Wow. <sighs> All right. Well, that gives us a bunch to do. And then what interview do we want to do here tonight that we're going to tag on the end? Which one do you want to do out of that one? Jesse Rath? Is that what you want to do? Yeah, let's, let's do the Jesse Rath. That'll be nice. We can kind of complete the okay. defiance. So. And also there's a new show called Lucifer. Oh, yeah. You know what? I saw it. And I saw the one for you. goes, you know, you're a devil. He goes, I know. <laughs> that was, that's the only line I know from it. It's like, ooh. Is that out yet? Did that start? So, hold on. Uh, I just saw it on Hulu. Let me, let me, I threw it into my queue. It looks like the pilot episode is out. Okay. For that. That aired yesterday as well. All right. Very good. Well, I think we have stuff. I don't know how, I haven't, have you watched it? No, but I mean, it's, it's sci-fi in the way that it's fantasy. You're dealing with this fictional recreation of someone that's, you know, right. Satan himself. Right, and then I, I'm kind of, I Zombie is losing me. Are you but that should oh, be starting you, up again. You're watching, I, you're, you're watching it or were? I, I am watching it, but I don't know if I, I don't know if I love it anymore. Okay. The first season was really fun and compelling, but mm, no, yeah. I'm not crazy about it. There's something, this season just feels very blah. Uh, I'm also, I'm looking through my watch list to see if any, if anything else has popped up, but, um, there was on Amazon, there was another science fiction show with the actress who ruined Catwoman. Um, <laughs> Kelly Berry. Yes. Wasn't there? Yeah. I, 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 I forget the name of it. That's apparently back. Which is? Um, you know what? It's so boring and terrible that I don't. I can't even. Oh, Extent. There it is. It just popped across my screen. Um, yeah, I think we've got plenty. Uh, Agent Carter came back on too. <gasps> Agent Carter. How could I forget her? Thank you, Miles. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said something about Legends. I thought I, I th didn't know it was out yet, so I got to make sure I, I track that down. Oh, there's a... Uh, someone sent a message. I got to see if I can find it. Someone sent the Facebook page a message? Yeah, well, I have a... I have, there was a there's a message... Oh, wait, wait, I'm just going to put this one on so I don't lose it. This was regarding Star Wars. Again, I don't want to beat Star Wars to death because we've kind of certainly done enough Star Wars. That's arguable. <laughs> Always, but I think we've done. But maybe Wars. our listeners are bored of Star Wars. Maybe it was on my. Maybe he personally messaged me. I just gotta let me see if I figure it out. It doesn't look like he did. But I saw a message. Like, let me see if I can find out what it was. Go back to my message stuff. Messages. Yeah. Did he message you? Well, see, that's Re what I'm not. That's why I'm Tom not Hansen? sure. No, Tom, I, I grabbed Tom's. Um. <laughs> it is. There was a closed group. 
<laughs> so I never use this closed group, all right? But mm-hmm. for some reason, he started using to, uh, he started posting to the closed group. <laughs> so what closed group? I, there was a Sci-Fi Diner podcast closed, closed group. Very few people are part of, I must have thrown him an invite a while ago. So I'm not what, even a part of this. I know, group. right? See, look, that's how that's how closed it is. No, what so, the hell? So I like it's so closed. The show's uh, about th- to become rated R, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 oh, see, there's a reason this goes at the end of the show. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you snorted. I right. always snort. I've come to embrace the snort. <laughs> embrace the snort. I'm going to I am going to get a shirt that says that. Embrace the snort. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You do that. I'm going to do that. You watch. Oh, that reminds me. I need to order new cards for myself. Hey, I got so I got a new car. You got a new car? I got a new car. What did you get? I got a leaf. Did a, you really? A leaf, and I'm getting for the back. A, um, a, a sign, one of the sticky signs, you know, that you put in the back window. It yeah. says, "I'm a leaf in the wind." Oh, nice! You need to get that little that that steel sticker that's the Firefly one that QMX makes. So it's a it's so it's labeled a Firefly class vehicle. Ooh, I do need that. Link, I think, can you link that to me? I think it's on. I think they have it at ThinkGeek. Ooh, so what's it called? It's just this little Firefly like label that you can put on your car. It's made of metal. Max uh, by Quantum Mechanics. So, oh, found it. Oh, or is that the belt buckle? Hopefully, it's not the belt buckle. <laughs> not the belt buckle. No, Dad, please. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Repress Scott, memories. Uh, is there something we need to talk wow. about? <laughs> Repress memories. Is there? Is there something you'd like to share with us? Well, if I share with you, it won't be just with you. It'll be like all of this. I don't know. I opened up about my uh, my my recent bout of depression and anxiety. Oh yeah. Engineered by Firefly sticker. Fruity Otiba. Like a man out of a mouse. All right. Well, I think we're good to go. Otiba. Make you fly out of your blouse. <laughs> That's the words yeah. to the song. <laughs> I didn't know that. There you go. How do you guys not? I mean, I I know the fruity odie bar, but I didn't like pay attention to all the lyrics. All I know is that when I eat them, I fly out of my blouse. Oh, brother. <laughs> all right. Are we ready to go? Yes. So if you want to do like the diner menu, you just have to scroll down. Okay. So. 
It's on your menu. Is there is there documentation we're uh, sharing? Oh yeah. Well, so I grabbed a listener feedback show. You should you should be shared with you, and I just re redid it. Okay, thank you. So if you want, it has a few things in, basically a list of things we could talk about. Shared with me. Should be. There's the Star Wars: The Force Awakens. So, and there's yeah, something it says yeah, it says it's shared with you. Scott, oh, we, heroes! We gotta talk about heroes. Oh yeah, oh yeah, heroes. So I don't know if I'm in the right document. The, this the is sh- from the sh- the sh- no, it's not because I don't know if it there. October of last year. No, I just shared I shared it with you again. Uh, let me go. Here we go. Open in docs. Will you be my hero, baby? Why are you singing Enrique Iglesias? Zip it, you. (gasps) Deadpool comes out this weekend. Ooh, that's right. Actually, hold on. Text Will Quinn. Deadpool comes out this weekend. Question mark? So engineered by Firefly. Is this the one you're talking about? Send. Yes, exactly. Oh, how do I buy it? Uh, I don't know. I think you should be able to buy it directly from QMX, or um, I think Think Geek might sell it. All right, very good. We'll have it up. Okay. That's what she said. All right. That's what he said. <laughs> she can't have it up. <laughs> she right. can help get it up. But she can't have it up. Come on. You're making Miles blush be, over here. You're gonna be crass. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of podcast are we doing here? <laughs> it's the dot com dot <laughs> dirty. I don't know. Dot x x x. Right. Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> anyway, let's start this show. Let's or I start. start dropping F-bombs. All right. Uh, right? 